Welcome to the Specify Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Tas Nakagawa of Castagra Products. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and construction industry. Today's guest is Andrew Rowley, founder of RoofMapping.com. So, Andrew, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. It's okay. Not a problem. I mean, you can enjoy it. <laughs> so, I'm looking at your background and I'm trying to figure out you're involved in many things. Yeah. On the consulting side, I mean, how do you characterize you know, what you do? Is it on the design side? Like, what do you tell people that you do? For roofmapping.com, what it is, it's a platform where we can just bring all of the various data, all the information about the great roofs that are being done and put it into one platform. So you're not searching different social medias, websites. It's all in one place. And from that, then you can go and contact the manufacturers, the suppliers, the contractors directly. The other side of what I do, I do work full time as a building surveyor. So going out, doing condition surveys, specifications, you know, project managing while it's on site as well, make sure it's all done correctly. So, yeah, I get a good sort of coverage of the roofing industry with what I'm doing at the moment, split between the two. But, yeah, the, the picture behind me, that's some work by Joe Thornton, you know, great Thatcher. There is one just there, a bigger one. That's the, the mama duck. And he's actually just added a fourth one to this roof, I believe, because there's been another grandchild in the family. You know, it, it, for me, it's just interesting. You know, he's, a, he's got a great skill, but he works and he gets to know his clients really well and he'll do hares or dogs or any any animal that they want on their on their thatched roof, which just makes it a bit more personal. You know, for those that are listening in, I mean, you're talking about that a roofing system that was used primarily in the past that, mm. you know, there's some art being done with us. So that looks uh, very cool. Yeah. Okay, let's start on the surveying consulting side. I mean, was it a straight path into roofing or um, you know, were you doing something else before all this? No, for me, I literally fell into the roofing industry and I can't get out. <laughs> no, I, I started my career. I've, I've always enjoyed art. I loved fine art. I would copy, I would draw oil paints. So I always wanted to have a career around art and I always thought graphic design was where I was heading until I went for an interview. There was a little bit of miscommunication about what the job was. And I was very lucky because the lady who interviewed me, she said, you know, Andrew, you're not suited for this position. Have you ever thought about being an accountant, a lawyer or an architect? And so I said, well, the only one would be architecture. And, you know, lovingly, really, she found the architect that had just done their extension. And I was able to get on a, a sort of a training scheme with him, um, what we call YTS over in the UK. It was a youth training scheme. So I started as a junior. I was working for him four days a week, going to college one day a week, learned and got an education through that. And yeah, so my, my background is architecture. I was an architectural technologist. So I'm the one that makes sure the building stands up. So you've got to have a bit of a technical understanding of, of the different elements. You know, I was working in that for maybe 10, 12 years. And I had my own small practice with the crash. One of my clients said, look, we can't continue with you so I sent some letters out in the local area there was a company came back to me they actually do tapered insulation products and I, I ended up working there for nine years became you know the head of their design team of eight people and and that's where I really started to well I suppose fall in love with the industry you know it was so varied every job is different when you're designing tapered insulation 
but I, I knew that it was only such a small section of the roofing industry. You know, we did a lot of work between the eight of us and we, there was other competitors in the marketplace that were doing just as much work. So I knew roofs were being done. You know, we supplied quite a few of them, but sometimes we'd draw them up. So you'd see all these wonderful designs come in from the architects or, you know, site photos, et cetera. So I knew that there was a great wealth of work out there. I never really saw the finished product. But when I finished with the tapered insulation scheme, that's when I became a building surveyor. So I would obviously go out, check the work, um, the waterproofing systems were installed correctly, make sure the programs are all running up to, up to speed. And that's where I saw the real, I suppose, the skill and the passion that the guys on site have for their work. Yes, it's easy for me to design it in a, you know, in an office, you, you work into silly sort of uh, tolerances, et cetera, and it's a, it's a perfect world. But actually seeing the guys on the hands and knees fit in, you know, what I fell in love with was um, sort of bitumen roof membranes. I just think what they do with that is amazing. But yeah, liquid hard metal roofs. And that's where it really sort of became a, more of a, a solid idea for roofmapping.com because I want it to be where... You know the actual skilled operatives, the skilled you know, people that can do this fantastic work, can actually say, "Look, I, I was involved in this roof. This is my work, but it's there permanently." So yeah, from from that, you know, I think for me, I wish I could do what they do. You know, I, I can design it, I can draw it, but I can't lay anything. I've had a go at some torch on felt, and it was a mess. I, I melted it. So yeah, seeing these guys when they can have a real skill make it look so easy was just mind-blowing for me and, and as i've expanded my knowledge of the different systems out there some of the work that you know they do with metal you know you can take a sheet of metal and bend it and fold it and, and create some of the work that they do for me that's that's just amazing and i want you know i want the public to see that as well and to bring the roofing industry out of the obscurity a little bit and to make it you know an industry that the youngsters can say actually that looks pretty cool i'd like to be able to do that so it's not, I've sort of done really bad at education, so I'm, I'm going to become a tradesperson. It's actually, I'm quite intelligent, I'm going to become a good roofer um, and make it, you know, the industry that it should be because there are some really good, skilled people in there, in the industry doing great work. Yeah. Now, obviously, you're out there sort of trying to change, change things or promote certain things. What do you think... The key to you getting this out in a, a broader way. What sort of sort of tactics or strategies or mindset are you approaching this? You know, with, with conversation before, I'm, I'm quite out there on LinkedIn. You know, a lot of the time I'll just comment, well, let's put this on the map. Uh, and that may mean nothing to the person I'm commenting on, but that, that's for me just saying, well, wow, this is this, this is amazing. So, yeah, social media is a great tool. And I think most businesses are now seeing that it's somewhere that you need to be to get your product out there well known or your business. But, you know, you've got to keep feeding it. If you're not feeding the socials daily, you sort of get forgotten a little bit. And that's hard work. You know, constantly filling things with content can be difficult. And what I'm trying to do with, with the website is, like I say, it's permanent. So once you've put your roof on the map, it stays on the map. So people can come to the map, look at your work, say, well, actually, this is a pretty cool roof. Show me all the other jobs that have been done by this contractor. What do they specialise in? What's the liquid that was used on here or the coating that was used on this roof? Well, show me all the roofs that have used this coating. You know, so it gives them, you know, as a, a person trying to find a contractor or find a product, you know, 
they will be able to see where they've been used, what types of buildings, the locations, the size. Do their requirements match what's already been done so that when they make contact, they can say, look, I know you've done this. It's very similar to what I need. Can you come and give me a price or a consult? So it's, it allows them to make informed decisions about who they contact instead of, you know, maybe relying on leads, people coming to them. They can almost say, well, this is my portfolio of work. This is what we do. And, you know, and if you specialise in residential, then show that you specialise in residential so you don't get the commercial people phoning or if you do specialise in commercial, show that you specialise in commercial and don't do residential. What you do in your work should sell itself. And one thing that's been on my mind recently is, you know, I know in America I've seen you have the lawn signs to say that you've done, done the roof, and, that, and that's brilliant. And there's signs that you can put on hoardings around building sites. But when those hoardings are gone or when the client takes the, the lawn sign away, what is there to say that you've you've done the roof? Hopefully it should last 20, 30 years. So mm. you want to be able to promote your work through 20, 30 years of that roof being there. And that's what we're trying to do. Well, that's what I'm trying to do with the website is to say, look, we did this. It was done 10 years ago, still standing strong. You can trust us to do a good job. Sure. Your passion for the roofing industry is absolutely obvious, but you know, you've obviously created a site that, you know, is not your regular site, right? It's, 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 yeah. it's got some, some features in it that are, you know, for a novice, it's not easy. Was it straightforward to you to build this up or was there a learning curve? Oh, it was a massive learning curve. Um, so, you know, well, I've spent... but tell me the day that you decided you created. Did you fall out of bed? Were you drinking coffee? Like when? When did you just say, "Aha! I need to do this"? You know, there's a massive learning curve. What was that spark um, of inspiration? It was maybe a bit of desperation. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it was an idea, and you know, sometimes you you lie there and you think, "Oh, we could if we could do that," and. It was an idea that really came about when I was asked to go onto LinkedIn by the company I was working for so that, you know, so I could, it, I mean, that was probably four or five years ago. And so when I went onto LinkedIn, that's when I started to see the posts by the guys on the site saying, well, this is my work. You know, I did this roof. So I, you know, I'm proud of, of this. So it was almost, well, actually, I know there's a market for it. I know people are already promoting their work and wanting people to see it. So it was an idea that had a little bit of backing. And then in the early days, I just sort of would make comments and say, oh, wouldn't it be good if we could do this to try and gauge if there was even a market for something like this. And I got some, you know, some good returns. It was probably two years ago that I finally decided, right, I need to actually have a working website, something that isn't just, well, this would be a great idea, something that somewhere, some people could go to to actually have a look at something. Actually, I was having a conversation with someone today. You know, I've got a lot of knowledge in the architectural background, the design, you know, et cetera. I've got absolutely no knowledge of websites, how to market or anything else. So... The whole of that was, it, it's been fun, it's been scary, it's kept me up at night sometimes because you think, well, is this, have I bitten off too much? And because I have no knowledge of that side, but I know the people, I know the companies, and I know that there's this pride and passion within the roofing industry that people have. So that's what I want to, 
not feed on that's the wrong that's the wrong word that's what i want to to promote to other people out there is because a lot of the time the great work that they do isn't seen you know you can go up oh, i've been into some nhs sites in london central london you would never know we're there because you're you know you go onto a roof and it's still got four or five stories all around you you're in a small sort of well area it's still got to be waterproofed it's still got to do the job of of a roof and that's where even though it's not seen they still have the pride to do a good job because they want to do the best that they can so that there's no comebacks and it can you know it can fulfill its 20 year 30 year warranty and that's why we've gone for the hashtag explore the world above us yeah it, it's elevating people because even on the street if you look up you don't necessarily see the roofs because you know they could be 20 30 stories up behind a parapet hidden away so yeah we want to get photographs we want to get drone shots we want to get change people's view of roof and by taking them up and actually seeing what's above them um, yeah. because there's, there's a great wealth of work and and good work as well that's up there that isn't seen necessarily yeah for sure now let's just listening to your story and you, you had this massive learning curve would it be fair to say that if you have a ma- enough passion for something that you will find a way to make it happen yeah i think so if you don't care enough about it you're not going to care enough to put the effort in and my wife bless her she she puts up with me uh, she doesn't fully understand what i'm trying to do and and that's fine she you know She's not a roofer. She she's a teacher. I don't fully understand why she teaches, but you know we all have different passions in life, don't we? And what we enjoy and, and get our kicks from. But yeah, yeah. If I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't carry on doing it. And and I do enjoy it. I you know I can spend hours looking through LinkedIn or on Instagram, but just seeing photographs of of good quality roofs that's that's kind of my thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the sort of art side for a bit. I mean, when you were younger, I mean, did you have other things that you got super fired up and passionate about and pursued very aggressively or, you know, persistently, like when you were young? It's a good question. I don't really remember anything. That's what, the, the drawing I used to enjoy, I, I could sit for hours and just draw. And, and when I say draw, I'm more of a, a copier. So I can, if I see a picture and I like it, I'll be able to copy it very finely. But a lot of my medium was not pencil crayons, that's the wrong word, but um, well, pen, coloured pencils work, I used to enjoy. I did do some oil paints, and that would, I suppose for me it was an escapism that I could just get lost lost in that and just in my own mind. I used to play basketball when I was a lot younger. I used to cycle a lot because I lived in the country over in Norfolk in the UK where it was just very, well, there was nothing much there, so I used to cycle all over the place. But, you know, being married, having kids, working, sort of put paid to that a little bit. So I suppose my hobby at the moment is doing what I'm doing with roofmapping.com, looking, um, commenting, engaging with people and just being amazed by what they can do with, you know, a slate and a hammer and a <laughs> sort of a knife or something. That's awesome. If um, sort of you could see into the future or you could force the future to happen, how would you want this to expand and grow? I would love to be able to make the website how I envisage it. It's not anywhere near where I want it to be at the moment. You know, I want to be able to search it. So there is development that I've got in mind that I need to, to finance. But yeah, I want people to be able to get lost in the in the data of it so that they can, you know, they can look at 
the contractors and look at what they've done. You can search for certain things. You can, you know, really drill down into what's going on in the roofing world around us. There's a great one in Bali, you know, completely made out of bamboo. It's a whole gymnasium, even the frames, it's all bamboo. And just looking at that, it just think, wow, this is, you know, I never would have thought you could build a building with bamboo, but they do it. And apparently it's quite common in Bali and Indonesia. It's allowing other people, like the, the public, getting the public excited about roofing and what's going on in the world. And, and I suppose elevating it a little bit to see, you know, other parts of the world, how they deal with it, what materials they use. Because I think sometimes we can get very focused on our own part of the world and we get focused on what we do for work and, and don't necessarily allow ourselves to well explore differences and explore other materials I suppose the ideal is I would love to make this the place to go to for roofing. So if someone thinks of a roof, they think ah, roofmapping.com, that's my go-to place. So instead of thinking, oh, I'll search Google, I'll, you know, I want a roof, I'll search roofmapping.com to see, you know, the local work in my area, what's the neighbour just had done, or who oh, their roof down there, that, that road's pretty cool. Who did that? And I want to contact them. So that's I'd love to fill it with every roof in the world. But that that it's possible. It would take a long time. But yeah, I suppose that's the dream for the website is to have every roof on the world on there. Well, you know, it's um, it, it starts with a dream and yeah. and going by uh, step by step. But um, you know, your passion is endless. So um, you know, I'm thank excited you. to see uh, how this goes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for sharing your story. No, that's okay. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Specify Growth Podcast today. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash Tats Talks for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.